0: I recognize that it has been a tough year. I mean, if you think about it, COVID itself has been tough. Tough for jobs, tough in lockdown, tough on many levels. But it hasn't just been COVID. Uh, All the political tensions across the world have troubled many of us. And it's like every time you turn on the news, you're bombarded with all kinds of absurd things. Uh, and then there's terrible decisions on the political level, um, or if you look at the church, the universal church, and it's things that have been troubling, you know, whether it be the scandals, I mean or it be the just difficulties inside the church add uh, division. Look at the local church, and uh, though we may argue it's not necessarily a bad thing, it's been hard. Uh, The amalgamations, you know, in our parishes, our own parish being amalgamated, uh, it's uh, the three parishes becoming one. I mean, we can argue it's a good thing over long term, but it's not easy. Mass changes and so many things. Uh, It's very hard. So... I mean, if we look at this past year, it certainly hasn't been easy. And for me, this past year has been, I hope it's been at least like Advent, you know? Um, Hopefully not as much Lent. Today we're wearing purple. And there's a purple in Lent too. But the purple in Advent is this Purple that cries out, uh, Oh, that you may tear open the heavens and come down, Lord. Oh, that I might see your face, Lord. It's not the purple of the 40 days in the desert, or it's not the purple of the crucifixion, but it is a purple of one who's gone through a lot and is longing to see the consolation. It is a purple of someone who uh, has gone through this valley and wakes up in the middle of the night and cries out, come Lord Jesus, come, come Lord Jesus, come, come Lord Jesus, come. It is that kind of purple. And it's important to note, because that's what we've been going through. But often often when we go through a lot of things, like we've gone through this year, it's not um, hopeful, or it's not like we actually focus and cry out to the Lord, and say, come Lord Jesus, come, come, Maranatha, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus, come. We don't do that. We don't have hope, and we may have hope deep down, don't get me wrong, but we don't actually have hope. We don't actually cry out when we wake up in the midst of the night. And it's important. That's why I hope that this year has been more like an Advent than anything else. And it's good, because the Church doesn't just make everything rose. Not everything is white, not everything is Christmas, not everything is Easter in our lives. We do go through hard times. We do go through difficult periods, and it's good that the Church recognizes it, and this Advent, I hope, it corresponds to a bit of what has gone on in your own life. And I hope that you learn to cry out, Come, Lord Jesus, come, take back this veil. As in the first reading in Isaiah, when it says, Oh, that you might tear open the heavens and come down. And it moves us forward, because in this first reading, it kind of blew me away. It's Isaiah, it's Isaiah, and in Isaiah, you find um, this determination to cry out to the heavens, but at the same time, He says, at your presence, Lord, the mountains would melt. It's like, I know how powerful and great you are, Lord, that you might tear the heavens open and come down. Tear back that veil. For no ear has heard, no eye has seen any God, but you act like this. For those who trust him, you guide those who act with integrity. And so that's where I really see, too, that's what we're called to do. If we're going to cry out to the Lord, we have to act with integrity. Sometimes it's painful. Sometimes we want to run away. You know, yesterday's reading, and that is Saturday's, it was the last day of the ordinary time, and it said something similar to this. It was saying, watch, be ready, but it was saying, be weary of, what was it? It was drunkenness, gluttony. No, gl- drunkenness, debauchery, and the, my favorite of the three, uh, the worries of life. The worries of life, often they take us away and we just curl in a ball, you know? And instead of crying out to the Father, we take refuge in our own minds and hearts and we don't... We don't really cry out to God anymore. And so this integrity of life is really important. The integrity to keep our mind on his ways, as Isaiah says. To keep our mind on the fact that the Lord writes in mysterious ways and he could take the dissonance of this modern time and make a beautiful symphony out of it. But we have to hope for His presence melts the mountains when he comes down. And so, to keep our eyes focused on him, we have to live in integrity, not falling into drunkenness, nor debauchery, nor the worries and anxiety of life, the worries that come to us when we turn on the news, the worries that come to us when we worry about our family members, when we worry about all the above. We can't let that deter us and lose the integrity that keeps our mind focused on his ways. Our minds so easily get distracted. And really, it takes us away from this contemplative spirit that we're called to. At your presence, the mountains would melt. That means we have to have awe about his mighty presence. That means our mind has to be open to him, open to wonder, open to the amazement of the God who sustains all things in existence. Do we have the capacity to see the beauty of the light as it hits the leaf and the difference on the sides of the leaf? You know, it's absolutely amazing when the sunlight hits the Light hits the leaf rather. It's absolutely amazing to see the variation of the veins of the leaf. How many times have you noticed it recently? Because it is amazing. Is your mind open to seeing the other? Do you see the other? It's something that's very fundamental. And in the loss of a religious culture, I say religious because it's not just Christian in a loss of a religious culture where we become completely secular, our minds are no longer open to wonder and amazement. It's as if God leads us into that state of wonder, for he is the source of all things. And do you have eyes to see? And finally, in this first reading, he is ending and he says, um, for you hid your face and gave us up to the power of our sins. And that's a powerful statement. Like uh, with the Egyptian Pharaoh, when he sends forth plague after plague, and the Egyptian Pharaoh's heart is hardened because he's so stubborn. He says, I will control these people. I will not let them go. I will be God. I will be God. I will control my life. And so the Lord leaves us over to that. If we run inside of ourselves, we do not trust at all in the Lord, then, my goodness, he'll leave us over to that. And there's nothing but pain, leaving us over to the power of our sins, nothing but pain and despair. And so it ends by saying, and yet, Lord, you are our father. We the clay, you the potter. We are all the work of your hands. And that is the ending spirit in which we are called to have when we're approaching Advent where there is a bit of purple. There is purple, rather. Three candles of purple. But there's a bit of pink. It's that, you know, we see coming forward that, yeah, we're passing through this valley, through these difficulties all this year. Yeah, we're seeing all those things. But we're seeing even more than that. We're seeing that we're approaching the Savior, the Chosen One, the One who's coming for us, the Emmanuel. And we ask Him to come, come soon, Lord. And so there's a bit of pink in there, there's a bit of joy. Because it's like when you're approaching a meal, you could smell it, you know. You're not yet there, you're not yet there. But you can already have the joy of having it. So there's always a bit of pink in the midst of the purple. There's always a bit of white in the midst of the purple. There's always a bit of joy And we know that He is the potter and we are the clay and we must abandon our lives into His hands and trust entirely in God. And if not, we will be lost. We will lose all hope. So I invite you to begin this Advent season in truth and recognize that the Lord has you in His hands and that you open up your minds to hope and see that He is behind that veil and beg Him to... Tear down that veil, tear open the heavens, Lord, and come down so that this Christmas, his second coming may take place, that this Christmas we may encounter him, hopefully in a second coming, and at the very least we may encounter him once again in his Eucharist. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.